Hey there, welcome back to Stories and Lies. We recently released our new website, and with it, a bit of a redesign of our logo. A special thanks to the lovely folks on our Discord server for helping out with that design. The website has all kinds of fun stuff, and more to come soon. Okay, everybody take your seats, the show is about to begin. Here is episode 12, The Majestic. Yes, you're mostly clean, but... They're coming after me. I don't know who they are. But you gotta take this along. The implications... I'm gonna tell you all about that theater, Dr. D. That's what you really want to hear about, ain't it? You've been spinning me up for hours just to get to this part of my story. Just one moment, Jacob. I'm not sure if I'm on the right page. Now, the old Majestic Theater had returned like, like magic, taking the place of the Lafayette. I thought those were the same theater. Uh, same place, uh, but different times. Uh, I'm sorry, what page are you on right now? Dorothy and Willow had gone inside that theater. Uh, they were on the stage behind the sets. Uh, is this the part in the dialogue where we discuss the oddities that are in my office? Or is that later? Now, now do you have any idea what was on the other side of those sets? Ah, uh, yes. Here we are. Bottom of page 94. Let me see. Uh, <clears throat> Tell me what you remember about those sets. I remember the story of Gary Topchick, NBC Philo Television Playhouse in New York. Now, he wanted to put on a performance of The King in Yellow on television, live in black and white. We stopped that from happening, framed him for the murders of several children, got him committed to Bellevue Hospital. That's not a part of your story. I'm improvising. Uh, years go by. Gary, of course, he professes his innocence. He's not crazy. He's been set up. No one believes him. You know, he's criminally insane, you see. So instead of fighting it, he behaves himself. He goes along with his treatment. He convinces his doctor to allow him to um, put on a play. Do you want to put on a play, Jacob? Oh, hell no. Now this fellow, though, Gary Topchick, he gets the hospital bringing all these old sets, you see. These old sets from his old television studio. Flat, boring set pieces. Harmless, right? Canvas, particle board. Um, one of the set pieces is a door. Now, they're doing a rehearsal. And Gary, he opens up the set door. He steps on through. He closes that door. And he is never seen again. That's an interesting story. Well, you don't believe me? It's not your story, Jacob. It's only a story you heard from someone else. Uh, Dr. D, everything that I told you is just a story that you've heard from someone else. Yet, you seem to find some great significance in all of it. In our conversations, I can find meaning in many things. When we meet, is there not a purpose? When you speak to me, is there not a mission? Here, then, let us set upon ourselves the only mission. To die when we are to die. To scream when one is to scream, as expected. To go into the darker places and say to the feast of reason, No more. I have had my fill. They tell me all your stories. All the little worries you cry. They tell me what the world needs. What to say, who to please. Where my loyalty should lie 
Sunday afternoon in the back of the Majestic Theater, we have Willow and Dorothy traveling along different back walls of the theater, following the stonework and the supports of one, on one side of you with the flats and the blank set pieces on the other side as you move into the darkness towards the wings of the stage, the dark wings before you. Dorothy, I'll start with you first. As you move across this dark area of the stage and you, you pass these black curtains that mask the wings from the audience, you will come across an area where all of the, just as you saw earlier in the high school theater, there are the rails with all of the ropes lined up that basically fly the set works and the curtains and the lights and all the structures. It's uh, directly in front of you. And this entire area of the theater is illuminated with red lights. So it's, it's all in red is what you see. So before you, as you part through the curtain, you see just rows and rows and rows of, of ropes and pulleys mm-hmm. and stru- uh, structure all illuminated in red. And somewhere out there, um, the theater is perhaps to your left. You hear the music of an orchestra warming up and the sound of, of strings kind of getting into tune and the sound of the horns kind of going through their scales and archipelagos to get things ready. Someone on a, on a harper, a timpani being tuned, perhaps. You hear some murmured conversations in the distance beyond the curtains here in the stage. Cut over to Willow. Uh, Willow, as you make it your way along the back of the theater and past these black curtains that mask the theater from the wings, all right, you basically see a, a, an empty space for the most part, also illuminated by red lights. So there's red lights back here. And you see that there are these um, wardrobe carts lined up along the wall that have costumes all set up and lined up over here ready to be changed into. And on small boxes, on small tables beside these wardrobe carts are these props, or hats, gloves, canes, cloaks, um, other things set up there. A nice little diadem on a little pillow ready to be used. So all these are just laying in wait for the actors to grab these props and bring them out onto the stage. Um, and you Willow also hear the sounds, the telltale sounds of, of music and musicians starting to warm up. Uh, you know, the, the flutes and, and the strings and the horns and the timpani being tuned uh, and the murmur of distant conversation all somewhere out there behind the curtains. We'll cut back to Fred Fontaine in his vehicle. So, uh, Fred, you have driven this recently purchased boat back to the motel. You're the only one to arrive at the motel. Um, you grab whatever gear you want to do. What does Fred want to do in the meantime? You're alone, Fred. You finished your task. What do you do? Uh, he's he's going to clean up a bit, but not too much. And um, I think he's going to pour over the maps again, trying to find a lesion walls. Maybe it's not a place. Maybe it's a it's a shop. Maybe it's not a shop. Maybe it's 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 it could be something like a, th- a tree or it could be a, a, a hill. Like it could be very, very specific. So he's gonna he's gonna pull over the maps, all of them, and he's gonna go look through the yellow pages, and he's gonna uh, look also at the. Um, I think that's pretty much all he can look at, quite frankly. 
Okay. So you're in there, Fred. You're going through the maps, the yellow pages, and as you begin working on it, there's a knock on your motel room window. Okay. He, he, he kind of uh, um, shaken aback just a bit, uh, but he imagines it's, pro- it's probably uh, the ladies uh, that are back. So he's gonna uh, he's gonna go at the window just to, to kind of look. All right. So as you peer out the window, um, standing not next to the window, but there's like your vehicle, um, and you see there there is um, a sedan, a very generic looking, maybe gray white sedan, government issue, kind of parked right next to your recently parked vehicle. Yeah. And um, there's a there's a guy there standing, leaning on this car. Um, he's an African-American guy, really short hair, like kind of buzz cut, kind of short. Um, looks like he's maybe mid-30s. He's got a, a very thin mustache, a very professional look to him. Uh, give me a human, Fred. Okay. Eight. Okay. He's got the co- a cop mustache, is what you're reading, and the short hair. And he's got a cigarette, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's looking right at your window. Yep. Fred is going to... Uh Maybe clean up just a quickly a little bit more, kind of dust a bit of, of, of dirt off his pants, uh, grab his badge, grab a, a cigarette, and he, he gets into cop mode. He's going to do the, the cop talk, and he opens the door. Okay. Which badge? The Louisiana State Police one. All right. So um, this guy's smoking watches you come out. All right, he kind of just makes a motion to you, like, like come over here. All right. Well, he, he, he just opens the door. But he doesn't step out and says, "Everything okay?" Yeah, it's all good. I can I bum a cigarette off of you. This one's getting low. Fred has, I was gonna say spider sense, but cop sense. This is weird. He's just gonna look around, like kind of peer his head outside and look. Yeah, alertness roll. Yeah. This is why you don't split the party, kids. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, failure, ninety over fifty. Looks normal. Looks fine. Cars go by. Traffic. It's a, it's yeah. another Sunday afternoon in New Orleans. Cars are yeah, nothing you see here out of the ordinary. Fred. He he kind of like fakes going outside and says, "One sec, forgot my lighter." Kind of closes the door. I, 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 I got a lighter. He 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 fakes not hearing it. All right. So you, what do you want to do, Fred? He wants a weapon. He wants a gun. Uh, he's gonna grab a gun, tuck it under his pants. He's going to, uh, in the bathroom, is there a window? Uh, it is, but it's small and it's in the tub. Shit. It's too small for, like, can it be opened? It can be opened, but you think it's too small to escape from. Yeah, okay. You gotta be violet size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's gonna, um, he's got his gun, it's loaded, it's off safety. It's not silenced. Uh, nope. Nope. He's going to put the duffel bag inside, like just on the side where it cannot be seen from the window, unzipped, well, half unzipped, and in it is like a shotgun, right. loaded, ready to go, just in case. And uh, very quickly, he, he has like his lighter in his hand, opens back up the, the door and says, oh, there you go, booms a cigarette, and uh, kind of like half leans on the door, kind of moves it forward towards the, uh, the demand, the cop, for him to approach. Uh, he, he stays where he is. He just kind of, he says, yeah, I'll take it if you got a new one. If you light it for me. Sure. Uh, Fred kind of steps forward somewhat slowly, ends it to him. He reaches out, takes a cigarette from you, 
puts it to his lips, takes a long drag of it. He says, <sighs> um, Fontaine, right? He just kind of looks at the guy. Uh, you can call me Green. Okay, Green? He nods. What's up? Um, I was just wondering if you needed any help. Since you're on your own. What do you mean? Yeah, um, uh, you know, with what you're, um, you think it's the dragon is the what you're working on. Who sent you? He shrugs a bit. He says, I work for the Marshal Service. Mm. Can, can I aside here? Even as cops, we're scared of the Marshals. But the Marshals, uh, we know that Morrison has Marshals working for him. Well, Morrison would as a federal judge, right? But law enforcement is not... Most law enforcement doesn't like the Marshals because the Marshals have such sure. wide-reaching power. Like An FBI agent would not be happy to hear that he's talking to a Marshal all of a sudden, is all I'm saying. Mm. Sure. But I, I think there is precedent for the Marshals to be on the level with Delta Green because the Marshals were the ones who were watching over Fred when he was in the hospital. Um, and they've come up a couple times. Yeah. That said, I'm very suspicious about this whole situation. Yep. Throwing that out there. Well, didn't Morrison directly tell Fred that there was a... Or Dorothy. He told one of y'all that there was... You. He told you that there was a contingency plan. Yep. Contingency. That's and I don't think you first. told any of us. Great. He takes another drag and looks right at you and waits for your response. So you're, you're green? What's your name? Marshall? Well, green. That's my name. All right. I get it. Um, actually, yes, I, I could get some help, if you would be so kind. I says, all right, um, with this beater over here, um, I'll take the shotgun. Sound good? No, I'm, I'm not looking for any type of that help. I'm looking for a place. He nods. What are you looking for? Please call the Legion Wells. He nods a little bit. He's, right, right, okay. Um, I'll ask. Yeah, I imagine you'll be staying here at the uh, at your your location, right? Probably. We might be moving a bit in the if we find the place. Understood. Hey, um, yeah, if I find this place, I know where to find you. Thanks for the cigarette. Yeah, I guess you do. Fred kind of nods. He gets up from the the hood of his car and walks around the driver's side and gets in the into the end of this car that he's been leaning onto. All right, you see him start the engine up, look over his shoulder as he backs away drive out the parking lot and drive onto the city streets. Yeah, Fred goes back inside, locks the door and just says, fuck. <laughs> Y'all are worried about me shooting you. <laughs> Cut back to, to uh, Dorothy. Let's go to Dorothy. Dorothy, you are here at the rails with with countless cords, ropes, pulleys before you mm -hmm. that operate any number of curtains, set pieces, light, step, whatever you want. It's, this is where it is. From the front to the stage to the back of the stage, you are here at the rail bar. To your right, where the uh, along these red lights as they're illuminating, there is a door that exits the stage. You see that. To your left, you can go all the way down to the front of, of, of where the stage of the proscenium is, and then somewhere behind you, beyond these blackout curtains, which you cannot see past, is the stage. And and I can hear voices of murmuring of like an audience. It sounds like, yeah, there's, that sounds like people murmuring on audience, that, that sort of, that murmured random conversation that happens prior to a show starting. Yeah, I think I would I would get the gas ready, um, but I don't think I'm going to 
start pouring it yet. Okay, yeah, the gas gasoline, right? Yes, the gasoline. You just take the, the just unscrew the lids on both those gas canisters, yeah. and then slip the lids in my pocket. What do you want to do next, Dorothy? I mean, I would love to get in touch with Willow, but I think she's on the opposite side of the thing. So, um, I guess just scope out the area, make sure nobody can see me, and um, I want to have a good vantage point on being able to douse the curtains and, you know, like that general area behind the stage. Mm. So, directly behind the stage was that big wall that you guys were traveling along. Um, on both sides of the stage, right, stage right and stage left, are these blackout curtains that hide the stage proper from the wings of the stage. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're also blocking your view of somewhat of what's happening on stage. Uh, that's what you see as far as curtains go. Can I peek through to see if I can like yeah. peer into the audience from the darkness? Yeah, so it's, it's harder to see the audience, cause, but you can see the stage. And you can also, if you go all the way to the front, you can peer out into the audience if you want to. Okay. Is there anybody on the stage? So as you Look, can you move closer to the front of the stage and look between the curtains? You see some of these painted set pieces that are, are set up. You see that there, there are lights on, on the stage. The stage is illuminated. Uh, there are some spots that are coming down and, and bathing the stage in a multitude of colors. And you see, hang from the stage itself, as you peer out on there in this the flats of this set, whatever it is, you see that there is two someones suspended from the rafters, hanging up up and just dangling over the stage like puppets. From here you can't tell who or what they are, but they're both in lovely costumes. Regal costumes, like ball gowns. Okay. And and can I get up there to to see if I can see the audience? You'll have to Enter the stage to do that, or I'm go to the very, very front. Okay, so yeah, as you work I, I your way would, to the very front. I would go up towards the front, yeah. All right, so you work your way to the very front and kind of peek through some of the, the front curtains around the, where the proscenium is, and you look out on the stage, and what you see at the, at the house is an empty theater. All the seats are empty. The, the entire theater, and it's theater's dark. It's not illuminated out there, but from what you can see from where you are on the stage are empty seats. Do I still hear voices? Now, there's a murmur somewhere out there, yeah. There's definitely a murmur of conversation coming from somewhere beyond you. Okay. And orchestra would be below the stage? Yeah, the orchestra is definitely right below the stage. As you look down and squint, you don't see any musicians in the orchestra pit. Mm. It looks also dark. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait to see what Willow does. Willow, we'll cut to you then. You're there with all the costumes and, and uh, prop pieces on the side of the stage. Uh, Willow, what do you want to do? Can I see Dorothy from here? You cannot. No. And I'm on stage left? Yeah. And I hear the same thing, right? Like, I hear the murmur of voices? Yes. I would do the same thing. I'd go up the stairs to the blackout curtain and try and and see what I saw there. All right. So peering out onto the stage proper, it's illuminated with the set pieces of some sort of interior palace scene. And you you also see, Willow, the, uh, the two bodies dangling from up in the rafters, two different and lovely costumes. I have these ball gowns kind of hanging there like puppets, for lack of a better word, from, from the rafters. Somewhere on the other side of the stage, stage right, between the other blackout curtains, there's a f- you briefly make out the face of someone looking back at you. Someone on the other side of the stage looking at you. And then you hear the murmur of the conversation of the audience, and you look out, and there is no audience. There's no one in the seats out there. 
Give me a sanity roll, Willow. Ooh, I like that. 19. Okay. So uh, it's no sanity loss. Willow's holding on to it or just in disbelief. Willow, what do you want to do? At the very back, but still on the stage, I want to cross the stage right to find Dorothy. All right. So you'll enter backstage left, crossing across the stage towards stage right, basically. Correct? Yep. Okay. So as you enter backstage left, what you see um, directly to your right is a huge painted set piece. It's um, There's like a night sky is what you're looking at. It's a beautiful painted image of, of a night sky where the stars themselves are like... A, a, are bright with black centers. Like, the, the, there's a white glow around a black star, is what you see painted. All right, and you see that there are two moons hanging up high in the sky, all right, illuminating whatever this is. They're, and they're, they're set pieces. They're flat, two-dimensional moons that you see, right? On the other side of you, as you move, you see the, the back of other set pieces, you know, for this interior palace scene. But there, it's it's wood. It's a wooden flat that you're looking at. So uh, you work your way past these wooden flats with the uh, the beautiful night sky set piece. You know, you follow there. All right, and um, the moons that are dangling and suspended in the sky actually seem to kind of dip and move a little bit, like just slightly, like they're being lowered at a very very low rate into this night scene. I would stop paying attention. Okay. Like as. Um... I would realize that I don't want to pay attention. Good. Like something would click. Either something Morrison said or something Dorothy said, right? Willow would try to blank her mind. Okay. Not necessarily like meditation, but like intentionally try to think about nothing other than where she's trying to accomplish, trying to get across. So you continue to move past these other set pieces. You cross the stage. You go to the, the, the blackout curtains to the wing. You enter stage right where the railing is. And you don't, you're alone stage right what you see is all the ropes and all the pulleys and all the structure for all the the flying um you know the set works and the curtains and the lights that you can do this area is illuminated in red lights but you're the only person off stage right no dorothy no gas cans no dorothy no gas cans no move back to the exterior door that we slid open you do see as you're moving that way there is an exit there's a there's a doorway that's illuminated that exits the stage and it's to your right Away from where we came in? It's um, in the same direction, towards the same wall where the edge, where those stage doors were. I, I think if I, I mean, if I could interject, I feel like Dorothy would, seeing nobody in the audience and no musicians, she would say like, Willow. Yeah. So she, yeah. yeah and, and your voice, Dorothy, echoes on the stage. Like the stage carries your voice. So even though it's a whisper, it's almost like it's a stage whisper where it projects out into the audience and into the theater. Um, but Willow, you're looking. Do you want to... Um, you can exit the stage. You can go back to where you came from. You can go find that wall. What direction does Willow want to go in? Does Willow hear me? No, no, not yet. Oh. Yeah. Away from the stage. So back the way we came... She'd probably retrace her steps exactly, looking to get okay out the door that she knows works. So she wants to cross the stage again. Uh... She can hop down, right? Like, it's not that high. It's, I mean, it's probably a high stage, but can she hop off the back? Well, there is the there is the back of the stage is a wall. You know, it, it's a wall. Ah. Uh, so the doors that we came in... Were in that wall. Are in that wall. 
So I have to go back to the midpoint of the stage to get to those doors. Right. And the other one, uh, the, like the person size, not the roll size, is closer? It's closer, yes. Uh, she'd probably take that. Okay. So as she heads through that door and exits the stage, and there's a back area, um, and you see you're in a hallway. And it's got, there's a couple of doors. Um, as you enter this hallway, it goes in both directions, uh, right and left, which doesn't make a lot of sense to you, but it, it, it travels in two directions. There's several different doors back here. And it looks like changing rooms and costume rooms and other storage areas. And, and as you look, it, it, the dimensions don't make sense to you. Like, it, this hallway goes a little bit further than it, it really should, knowing what you know about the size of this building. And it goes in two directions, and you know that you entered through a wall, and now this, this hallway doesn't quite make sense to you. Roll your sandy for me, Willow. It's also fucking with Wes a lot, because his spatial reasoning is really good. I rolled a five, though, so I'm very happy with that. Okay. Yeah, so so Willow is just, yeah, she just, it doesn't make sense, but who cares? She's in denial. She's, yeah, she's not, doesn't, it's not working for her, but she's fine. Uh, right or left, Willow, which way would you like to travel backstage? Because you're, you're backstage now. Is there, um, like, there's usually, like, an exit sign. Is there any of those? Or any, on the wall, like a fire route, you go this way to get out? Yeah, as you look up, you don't you don't see any exit signs or fire routes or fire anything. Okay, in the doorway, she got left, right, and behind her is the stage. She would sit down in that doorway, yeah, and reach in her pocket, take out the Altoid ten, and like slowly and methodically take one out, chew one up, and like this is something she's done thousands of times. Like it should be a little bit centering to her as far as. This is fucking reality. This is happening. Does that happen the way I described? Yeah, so she uh, she does that. She sits down there. She takes it. She looks and she begins to kind of... Um, is she clearing her mind or is she trying to open her mind? Which of the two is she... Is she closing her mind or opening her mind? What is, what's her angle here? Hmm. She's trying to increase her perception. Okay, good. Uh, so give me another Sandy roll, uh, but make it at negative 20. Oh, fuck. So, like, your sanity is 20 worse. Oh, it doesn't matter, because I rolled an 82, so it's definitely a fail. Okay, good. Um, Willow, uh, you lose two sanity. Okay. And you begin to ex- realize that this this is not the same theater that you walked into. This is not the same place that you first entered. This this is a different theater. The dimensions are wrong. You're in another, you're in another place. You've entered a different theater somehow. And the structure is completely different, while similar, different enough. Now we're really in the Majestic Theater. Fuck. Top of her voice, which is loud, yelled Dorothy. Dorothy. We cut to Dorothy. So, Dorothy, where are you right now? Still on the stage, on stage right, I think. Okay. Um, Was just waiting. So, she never saw Willow. She never heard Willow. She hasn't yet, no. Uh... Okay, I think she would start heading back then, and if she sees that door, um, what is it? Is it just the door and then also the dock doors right next to it? Or She does not see the dock doors. The dock doors are hidden. They're like in the center of the stage. But they're behind all the set works, behind all the props and the scenery and the set pieces. They're hidden back there. Uh, but there is one exit. The stage is really deep, right? Like yeah. Behind the curtain is like 30 feet plus, something like that. Okay. It's a single exit that leaves the stage and goes backstage is what that door goes to. Okay. 
I guess I would I would start heading that way then. Okay. So as you go through there, Dorothy, you go through backstage. Um, as you leave the stage, the hallway that you enter goes in, in two directions. The lights here are normal illumination, as opposed to the red light that you were just experiencing. Everything here is a regular illumination. And you hear uh, the wheels of a small something being rolled, a, a kind of a, a turning, 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 turning sound. And then from around the corner, a man appears. He's pushing a mop bucket. So it's a bucket on wheels. And his mop is in the bucket, and he's pushing it down the hallway in your direction. And he's got like a janitor's outfit on. It's a, it's a simple white and gray thing, overalls. It's a, it's a one-piece outfit that he's wearing. Um, he's an old fellow. Maybe his late 60s. Um, African-American with very, very thin white hair. Almost bald at this point. Kind of, kind of, um, withered away with time and age. So, you know, maybe 135 pounds, skinny, older fella pushing this, you know, mop bucket uh, over in your direction uh, and towards the door you just came from. And he stops at you and looks at you and kind of gives you a nice little, little smile. Sure. Um, she'll smile back and, and kind of move out of his way. Thank you, man. And he pushes the mop bucket and he goes on into the stage. Okay. Pushes it into the stage area. Sure. And like goes past you. What do you want to do, Dorothy? I I want to wait and I want to see if I can hear Willow. So uh, roll your uh, alertness. Let's go alertness. That'll make sense. Okay. Uh, here we go. That's uh, ten. Okay. Yeah. See, I. Dorothy, you hear somewhere um, down the hall. Okay. The, uh, the, a very faint echoing Dorothy being called out. Okay. Can I tell where it's coming from? Yeah, it wasn't where this guy came from. It's the other direction. I'm going to start moving towards it. Okay, so you move on down there. And, and I'll say I'll say in response, Willow? Okay. A little louder. As, as you move down this hallway, Willow, you're staying put, right? I am sitting in my intersection just absolutely frustrated. Mm-hmm. Hoping Dorothy appears from one of the three directions. Yeah. So um, it takes, uh, we'll say, just a couple minutes. I mean, long way down the hall. Uh, you you begin, Willow, you see Dorothy walk, walk, walk. And Dorothy, you see Willow sitting on the floor. Like super far away? Yeah, super far away from you. What the fuck? All right. And so you walk all the way over there and you walk up to where... Willow is sitting in the floor. Behind Willow is the entrance to the stage. And she's at the intersection of this these back hallways. Just sitting on the floor. You see you two see each other. This is a, a different door than the door I just went through? Apparently. Okay. Um Dorothy will will look at Willow and say What what happened? Where are we? We are not where we started. Yeah, I can tell that. I was hoping you could fucking tell me. Um, can I roll on natural? Yeah, go ahead. All right. And I will totally offer you an Altoid. <laughs> no, it's a 96, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm sorry. I will take the Altoid, though. Okay. <laughs> does that give me a plus 80 on my... Uh, <laughs> it does not. On, on natural? No. Damn. No. <laughs> Shucks. I got a plus two after, like, a y- four years of prolonged use. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, she'll say, I, I don't know. Um, I didn't really see anything. There was a there was an old man pushing a mop. You saw a person? 
Yeah, he, he went onto the stage. Are you sure? I think so. I mean, he was an older guy. Um, yeah, I looked like a janitor. At this point, I don't trust my senses. Did you hear people earlier? Like, yeah, an orchestra? Yep. Uh, yeah, an orchestra, and I heard what sounded like murmuring, maybe an audience, but there They're was nobody. There. there was nobody. The orchestra was also empty. Just saw two puppets suspended over the stage. You should be able to tell, like, I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Th- this is not a comfortable experience anymore for Willow. Oh, yeah, 100%. It- it's same for Dorothy. We need to find a way out of here. That's where I came from. She points, you know, back through the door. Okay. Yeah, the door The door behind you basically goes to the stage. There's no way this hallway can be here. Right. So... What do you propose? How does this factor into what Morrison told us to do? Are we in... She literally whispers, Elysium Wells. It could be. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know for sure. Um, I never read the play, so I, I don't really know if there's anything in there that would have to do with this kind of a thing. But obviously this is not something I've experienced before. Maybe we try to go back to the stage and get back out the doctor. For sure we don't split up again. Yeah. Like, I, I want you to be close enough that I can touch you. Okay. Yeah, I think Dorothy's going to wait for you to lead the way. Yeah, rifle in hand. You don't. Do you have the gas still or not? If you have both, you just drop down to one and leave the other one. Yeah, I mean, I think she would have been carrying them. Um, okay. You didn't leave them at the stage, for instance? No, she was. She was. She took the lids off because she thought we were going to like burn the place down. But then Willow never showed up, so I think she just left to go find Willow. All right. So she's been hefting along these two two gallon gas canisters yeah. the whole time. I mean, they're each two gallons. That's it's that's nothing. Twenty pounds each. Let's do this. So, Willow, you go first with Dorothy right behind you. You guys are in close contact. You enter the stage again through this door, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Willow, what you see as you enter the stage here is um, it's no longer red lights, first off. It's the first thing you notice. Instead, there's a, a kind of a white white light, a, and, it's a, and it's a stark light. It's it's a rough light. It's it's not a it doesn't have the artfulness uh, that you usually would see. It's it's almost like fluorescence, you know. It's and what you see when you look to your left is you see those blackout curtains, but spaced between them, you see an empty stage. There's no sets anymore. There's none of the cutout sets or anything. Right, they aren't there. Instead, you see the uh, a large w- floor illuminated in white to your left. And it's not like the stage lights that have come up. It's harsher lighting than that. Yeah, it is much harsher lighting than that. So, And there's work lights, like white work lights above you here in this area that you're in. Hmm. So um, as as you look, do you want to go back to the stage? Because those loading dock doors were on the stage. Is that where you want to go? Is the curtain up or down still? Hard to tell. All you're seeing is the, these blackout curtains all on the wings that block most of your view of the house. Okay. And blocks of their view of where you are. I would walk. So I'm coming back out of the door. I would follow the left wall. Mm-hmm. I would put my hand on the left wall and go down that wall until I hit the back wall and then repeat the process. Okay, good. Left hand on the back wall until we find the dock doors. Or until that fails. Mm-hmm. Dorothy's got the gas in one hand and the other hand on Willow's shoulder. 
Right. So as the two of you walk out on the stage following the back wall, the back structural wall of the theater, is what you're following. Uh, a couple steps in, on the stage, there's that janitor. He's mopping the stage. He's basically almost stage center stage, and he's clean. He's mopping it. Yeah, the same fellow you saw earlier, Dorothy. Yep. You know, with his, he's got his mop can there. He's got his mop, and he is cleaning the stage as you step onto it. Yeah, and I would say, oh, that's the guy. Can I shoot him? I, I, I don't. Um, I shoot him. I attempt to shoot him with the rifle. Uh, you, you pull the rifle out. He's short range. He's mopping. He's not a difficult shot. Go ahead. You take, give me a damage roll for it. What's what is the damage for that rifle? It's a lethality. D ten plus yeah. Yeah, it's lethality. Just roll lethality for me. Lethality fifteen. No. Ooh, eighty-eight. That's eight, so sixteen, 16 damage. damage. That's still sixteen damage, yeah. which is lethal oh, as well. It's, <laughs> it's still lethal. Yep. So you shoot this guy in the back, this janitor, as he's mopping the stage. Oh yeah. So it's the, the gun cracks, the shot goes off, the janitor collapses on the stage, just right in front of you, falls down like a puppet with the strings cut, so it just collapses to the stage floor, um, and. And you watch as the, the mop bucket gets knocked over and begins to spill and spread all over the stage. And you just, you watch as the water flows across the stage and the water begins to take on a reddish hue as it touches his body and spreads itself across the stage towards the front of the stage, the side stage, the backs of the stage, kind of spreading slowly across the entirety of the empty stage. Well, that worked, right? Dorothy jumps. All right. And that shot echoes, you know, through the empty stage and around and through the house and the whole building. You know, it's it, it, it kind of reverberates through the empty theater. Right? But there's no response after that. The man collapses and he doesn't, you know, even, not even a cry of pain. He just collapses to the ground. So Willow and Dorothy, as you work your way across the stage, you, f- you find the large metal sliding doors that are closed, by the way. On the stage. Did we close them? No. You did not. No, I, I we thought we did left not. them open a crack. You did not we close did. them. Okay, well, let's open them. All right. You pull them open like barn doors. Um, sunlight breaks through. Okay. Uh, outside, you see that dirty, dingy alleyway of the New New Orleans city, the dirty city behind you. Um, the, the sky is clear today, so we have a, it's a cloudless day. Sun is shining, everything baked in a white glow. Your van is sitting there. No sound outside, no people. Okay. It's empty, back. other than with your vehicle. This, the back alley is, is empty. So Dorothy says, um, all right, uh, keep an eye on me. And um, I think she's going to go start just pouring gasoline, not super far away, but like closer to the stage, um, but still within. But you want to you you stay in the theater, start pouring gasoline on the stage. I wouldn't say on the stage, but like we're on the stage if we're inside. Yeah. Like the okay. doors right. open then, yeah. directly um, to the back of the stage. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So she, she would pour gasoline a little closer to the curtains. Okay. So you, you'll pour them over there and they, they, it goes right up against the curtains. It seeps into the bottom of the curtains. Okay. You know, awesome. Fills that hell area up. Um, give me an alertness roll, Dorothy. Okay. Let's see what we got. Uh, that is a 21 under 43. Good, good. All right, good. There's something different about that body. Okay. 
you don't know what it is, but it looks it looks wrong to you. It doesn't it doesn't look the same as when you saw it just a moment ago. I think uh, she would try not to think about it. It looks different than when I shot it. Yeah. Does it look like a puppet? I, I, you should take a look at it. All right, go yeah. I'm not. I'm not. Go I, have I, a I'm look. not worrying about go it. Go have a look. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no okay. Go have no. a look. I, 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 I light a cigarette and I take a drag and then I flick the cigarette at the curtains and I run back to the door where where Willow is. The curtains ignite uh, immediately as the cigarette touches them in the fuel and the fire blazes, lighting up the entire pool of gasoline, immediately illuminating the black curtains with fire and the fire rushes up the curtains like whooshes up the curtains and then begins to engulf the top of the theater and um, the whole area behind the curtains where all the rails and the ropes are is suddenly ablaze like faster than you could have possibly imagined it would have happened this fire begins to spread before you and you you back away quickly to where Willow is in in moments like half of the stage is on fire and like the whole wing is on fire of the stage. All of stage right is on full flames. You see the giant curtain at the front begins to light up. The proscenium is being illuminated and the fire oddly is spreading very quickly into this, the theater itself mm-hmm. where the seats are, the audience is. Do you watch? Do you leave? What do you do, Dorothy? Oh no, hell no. I'm getting out of there okay. immediately. And I grab it, grabbing Willow and jumping out of the stock door. So you both return to the van and what do you do next? throw the shit in the back and get the fuck out of there. I think that's Dorothy's That's Dorothy's plan. Alright, good. So Willow's driving? Yeah. Yeah. And we're headed back to the motel. You're in the, you're in the van. Close up. Doors. Engine starts. Drive down the alley. Exit the alley. On the streets. You're driving. Yep. Willow would... There's no way Willow doesn't look over her shoulder. Like, where are you looking, Willow? Uh, to make sure there's smoke coming out of the theater. Okay. All right, give me an alertness roll, Willow. I don't like that answer much, Tom. Fuck. Oh, no, it's 19. It's not... Fuck yeah, okay, it's 19. No success. <laughs> okay. I thought it was 91 for a second. As you're driving down the alley, um, you do see smoke coming out of the open loading docks. See, so you do see that from your from your rearview mirror. Willow, you also see there's a vehicle parked in the in the alley that you didn't see before. Beyond where we were parked, or like yeah, like, like they behind showed you. up after us. Okay, yeah, like yeah, they, they weren't there when you first got there. They, they, someone else, some other vehicle parked there. It's like another van, basically. So we're like we're driving away from the theater, and they're behind us. The yeah, vehicle is behind us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are they driving behind us? No, they're they're parked there. But uh, Willow, in your side view mirror, as you look back, there's like this van behind you, and there's two people sitting in the van, like you know, both front seats. There's people sitting in a parked van. Like, how many more buildings are there in the alley? So if it was to go to the end of the alley where I could turn onto the street, how far, how many buildings down would I be? Uh, you would basically be, like, the length of one building. Then you're at the intersection. Okay, I'd do that, make the right mm-hmm. to get onto the street, and stop. Okay. And tell the- Dorothy about the van, and tell her I want to go What the look. fuck are you doing? What? Wh- why? Because there's people there that wasn't there a minute ago. Uh, so... You're not concerned? I, I'm i worried about getting caught. I'm concerned about getting caught. Well, they just watched us run from a burning building. Yeah, but we're wearing trench coats, and maybe they didn't get a good look at us. Will kind of looks at you, and so back to the motel then? So Dorothy's not going to stop you. Um, if you want to get out and stuff, she's not going to do anything about it. She's just going to be frustrated. Well, no, like, 
About two hours ago, Willow decided to follow Dorothy's lead instead of Morrison's, so I would think she would understand that and we would go. Okay. Yeah. She said, please, let's just go back to the motel. We go to the motel. And you drive. You drive back to the motel. So uh, when you arrive, um, you guys, there's a van, a, a car that you're not familiar with. Uh, it looks like it's a, like a navy blue boat kind of 80s Cadillac, kind of like a Chevy sitting there, four door, big trunk, big, big, uh, big hood. All right. It's parked basically in front of the middle motel room because you have three in a row. So it's right there in front. And of course, Fred, you see the van arrive from where you are. Yep. Let's say something to the effect of like, looks like Fred got his task done. Good. He, he kind of looks at the window to make sure it's actually them. Yeah, you recognize that van. They parked the van. Uh, it's actually two marionettes in a van. Ah. <laughs> I know what you're doing, Tom. <laughs> so um, you guys stop the van, get out of the van. Uh, Fred, where do you guys want to meet? What do you want to do? Scene's yours. You see, like, Fred open opens the door and gestures them in. And is he in his room or Dorothy's room? His room. Okay, yeah, so they would... Uh, Dorothy would go on in. Sure. I hate you sometimes, Taylor. What? Because I have to think about what you know and how that relates. Oh. It like it makes my mind spin in some of these scenarios. I, I don't I don't know what was happening, but me as a player, I assumed that the van was us, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's not why do we keep driving? Oh, it's not good. Oh no. I because Dorothy doesn't give a shit. Dorothy Dorothy is wants to get out of there. I feel like Willow is just at this point not gonna be very tolerant of much more of this shit okay do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. she's used to shooting people and they die yeah she's used to walking in a building and knowing exactly how she walked through the building and walking back out those those things getting broken are gonna affect her yep fail a couple more sand rolls so we go in to the to the motel find fred because yep everyone's in fred's room right yes Willow is standing in the open door. Willow's not really committing to any closed rooms at this point. (laughs) You you see, like, on hidden, like, on the side of the wall is is the duffel bag unzipped with the shotgun peering out. Did you you have fucking company? Yes. Shit. Good company or bad company? Came in into black sedan, introduced himself as green. When I asked his full name, he simply said green and that he's here to help. He's a marshal. Obviously, he knows about what we're doing. I imagine Morrison sent him. Either he's honest and he's actually there to help. I doubt it. I think he's actually there to watch us. No, he's there to take us out. Oh, if he wanted to take me out, wasn't very quiet about it, and he could have done so. He hasn't got the order yet. But he does know where we stay. That's a problem. I think Dorothy wants to call Morrison at this point. Alright, cool. Fucking do it. You go from your room or Fred's room? Fred's room is fine. Yeah. Alright, All right. you pick up the phone, uh, dial the number that you know. Dial the dial nine to get out. Dial nine first, All right. yep. Alright, it rings a few times. A Sunday afternoon. Picks up. Hello? Sir, I just wanted to... Uh, this is Dorothy, by the way. Yeah, I got uh, you. Just wanted to report um, the stuff that we talked about earlier has uh, been resolved. All right. Um, is the entire situation resolved? No, sir, not yet. Um, hmm. But the local 
environmental factors have been. Ah, that's a good start. Um, gotcha. Uh, what's next on your um, your agenda? Uh, I, I, Taylor doesn't remember. Did we tell him about Elysian Wells? We did. Yeah, yeah. You asked him to find okay. it. Yeah, so she would say, um, the only thing left appears to be a place that we can't find, this, this uh, Elysian Wells. Uh-huh. Um, we suspect that the other vectors have gone there. All right, right. That's kind of where we're at. Gotcha. Um, so um, I expect you will find the location and uh, deal with the uh, any loose ends. Am I right? That's the plan. Very good, very good. Anything else I can do for you? Uh, yeah, one more thing. Uh, it sounds like we had a visitor. Oh, how so? Um, somebody named Green? Well, um... Marshall? That's that's a pretty generic name. Um, nobody I know yes. named Green. He came offering some assistance. Doherty, is, is, is Morrison you're calling? Yes. Can I talk to him? Oh, uh, sure. And she hands the phone to Fred. He hang like angrily like steps like loud steps takes the phone morrison ah uh, yeah fred what can i do for you yeah if, if you're to send people to watch over us and possibly shoot us in the back of the head at least be honest about it um uh, miss fontaine that is that is not the situation that we are in here um we are all part of the same team we're all part of the same family i, I, I they, there's nothing going on like that sure now, if you need some assistance, I, I, I have assistance available in case there was a problem. I've got some extra manpower that I could perhaps arrange. He, ta- he takes a beat, waits a bit, looks at Willow and Doherty, and takes back the phone and says, All right. Now, in sometimes situations like this, they get out of hand. There's too many vectors, and, you know, all three of you ain't sufficient, so uh, there are contingencies where we can bring in a few more... Um, you know, members of our family. Of course. So if that's a situation where you need some some backup, um, and just just give me the word. I can I can scrounge up a couple of more agents for this. Well, we're doing quite fine now for the moment. It's good to hear. But if if we need any more help, I guess Green is around. That's that sounds about right. Um, whoever this Green fella is, uh, sounds like it might be the sort of backup. That is available to the three of you. Hmm. Alright then. Can you describe this fellow for me? Black Sedan. He's a marshal. Didn't want to reveal his name. Hmm. What's it look like? Cop. Cop mustache. Smokes. They all look like that. That's about it. Anything else you can tell me about this fellow? Really wanted me to step outside. Alright, uh, okay. I understand. Um. Uh, I'm gonna make a couple of phone calls. Uh, you just, uh, you get back in touch with me again, all right? But it sounds like you're doing a good job. Am I right? You are. All right, and it sounds like things are getting cleaned up nicely. I don't, I don't need all the details right now, but uh, Dorothy's reported that you have dealt with a uh, important location. Am I right? Important location and important person. Yes. Okay, but there's still a couple more people out there that are uh, vectors, and we just got to clean this them up nice and tidy, and then we are done. We can get out of this situation. Indeed, sir. Quite frankly, the only thing left to do is to find a lesion wells. All right, well, um, I wish you luck on that. I am uh, having a little difficulty 
and locating this place as well, but uh, I'll keep working on it. All right. Uh, Dorothy actually wants to yep. talk to him again. She's like next to him and hearing this conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passes she'll, you the phone. She'll take the phone and she'll say, Sir, what if we find that we can't find this place? Well, that's... I don't know how to answer that question there, miss. Um, if the place exists, I hope that you can find it. But it's, apparently, some of our um, vectors have gone there. Am I right? Well, that's what we've heard, but we don't have any actual indication of where they've gone. All right. Well, um, you know what to do. And it's it's not on the maps. I understand. But uh, yeah, just keep on looking. There must be some clues out there. I'm sure that you can find somebody who knows something. Ask a couple questions. Okay. Will do. I got faith in you. You did a good job. From all uh, all that I hear, it sounds like you're doing a good job. Yeah, it's on my heart. All right. I'm sorry about that. But uh, I'm glad to hear that you're okay. Yeah, the whole team's okay. And she hangs up the phone. <laughs> so when Fred handed the phone back to Dorothy, Willow, like, kicked the door shut and came in the room and was, like, on the side of the dresser, was just very angrily smashing up pills and chopping out lines on the table. Like, how many pills are we talking about here? Five. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Describe this for them, what they're seeing on that dresser. What do we got? So, it's like a Formica dresser. This is fucking all the hotels. Mm-hmm. And she just takes the Altoid 10 out, grabs a stack, like, and then stacks them up uh, puts Altoid 10 back, pulls out the sidearm, or 9 mil. He uses the butt of the magazine and just one by one, just one shot, smashes it, goes to the next one, smashes it, smashes it, smashes it. I guess she would have a credit card. Yeah, she probably would. Yeah. Credit card out of pocket, and it just starts cutting lines. Not like she's going to offer them to anybody else, but there's four or five. And by the time that Dorothy's back off the phone. Now she's hunting for a straw. Like she's looking around the room, literally like a crackhead looking for a straw. What do you two want to do about this, if anything? Dorothy's just watching. Yep. Same. Do do I find a straw? Luck roll for me. (laughs) Luck for straw. (laughs) All right, 19 again. There you go. Yeah, one of those fast food cups has got a lid in the straw that you guys have used earlier. You got one. Yeah. It's like a- pull it out. Yeah. Pull the knife out of the pocket. Cut it at an angle. Fucking like the other two don't exist. And just one, two, three, done. All of them. Just back to back to back. So give me a constitution roll for for uh, for Willow. All right. I have eleven, which is fifty five, and I roll thirteen. Yeah. All right, so, I mean, Will, obviously, you, you feel you, these effects, it starts to rush. You start feeling the rush. You start, the rush is going, and you, you essentially have, like, some temporary willpower as well, as, you know, a lot of energy, a, a lot of vitality. Um, give me a pow roll for Willow. Yeah, this is for sure the most she's ever done at once. Uh, 33 under 70. That's good. It's a crit success, right? Yep. Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, right now, Willow, you are tuned in. You are focused. You are on it. You are. I hear colors. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> nothing. Nothing escapes Willow's notice. She's. She is sensing, aware. She is awake. Okay. Right now. And the other two of you, 
what do you want to do? Well, I think as she, you know, after she takes these and maybe like sits back or something. Willow's licking the residue off of the bottom of her gun at this point. Oh my God. (laughs) Dorothy will say, Willow, are you okay? uh, Willow, give me a sanity sanity roll for Willow as well. Let's do that. Eleven. Crit. Yeah, I have rolled so many teens tonight. She's okay. Like, but now she's got to do something. No longer is inaction okay. Yeah, what what can you do? Wait, what do you want to do, Willow? We got to go make sure that place burned down. Yeah. What if somebody put it out? Fire trucks could have gotten there. What if it didn't catch? What if there's a fire curtain? What if there was another fucking hallway? Did she yeah. say that out loud? Like we gotta, we oh, gotta yeah. go make sure. Yeah, you see Fred like look surprised. The what? And she just like snapped to Fred. You ever been in a hallway that wasn't there? Yeah, Fred. We should uh, catch you up on our uh, adventure. She opens the doors again, just pacing in and out. Um, I think maybe let's head to the van. Sure. And then on the way there, uh, Dorothy will explain what happened. Is Fred driving or Willow? Yeah. <laughs> Willow's Hopefully Fred. assume she's driving, but probably should not. Yeah. yeah no. Fred kind of like cuts you a bit and says like, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll drive. Okay. So on the way over, Fred, you're driving. Willow is in the, the passenger seat or? Mostly. I imagine so. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy's in the back. And she's explaining, she's explaining, you know, we showed up at the theater and it wasn't the Lafayette Theater anymore. It was the Majestic Theater and the box like, office was, was closed. Both. Everything was dark. Yeah, it, it, it was something. And we went in through the back and found the stage. Uh, nobody was there, but we heard murmuring like there were people in the audience and then we found a couple different doors that seemed to lead to these hallways that were just impossibly long. And we decided to get out of there. And on the way out, I lit a fire and, and torched the I stage. Shot a janitor. Oh, yeah, that's right. She killed somebody. You, sh- you shot someone? Yeah, an old, old guy. I mean, I don't know that it was a someone. He didn't fall, right? Something looked odd about him. Okay. But I shot him. Uh, so... Fred, uh, Fred, roll your sandy for me. Yeah, yeah, just learning all of this. That's a uh, help. And Willow is have. like right next to you. Just fuck me. What's that? You did roll a team. No, fifty-one. That's a failure. Okay. Uh, I imagine as Dorothy's like explaining, Willow's just like chiming in with all these extra details yep. and like emotional. Absolutely, and it, it's it's too many details, like. The lights were off. There was an orchestra tuning that was not there, and like Fred, it kind of looks back, and he's this is kind of freaking him out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so it's one Sandy for Fred. Okay, but but Fred, you as a part of the Sandy loss, a part of you will, will, will there's something in the back of your mind that wonders, feels like something horrible was something wonderful was lost. You have a sense of loss. The story makes you feel a sense of loss. Interesting. Yeah, so the, your, your emotions are playing with you a little bit as they tell you this story. We'll, we'll have a, a reflex to say, like, oh, that's awful that it burnt down. And have, a, like, a weird look, and then look, looks back and says, sorry, I, d- I didn't mean that. That place was diseased. I know. Okay. The place was impossible. It was an impossible landscape. Oh, God, don't I'm do sorry. that. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I have to. I'm sorry. Yeah, I <laughs> you set me up. What? Are you <laughs> oh my god. All right. So as as we pull in, we have a scene of the van pulling in, approaching the La, uh, the Lafayette Theater. Just just before Fred would wanted to like as as because I I was thinking about this, and Fred would probably think about it too because it's part of his job, I guess. He kind of like asks Dorothy like. Look, for Elysian Wells and everything, in that letter you found yeah. to Franklin, was someone mentioned? Because I, I remember from the reading a, a Herald. Lake Holly, um, Herald, a Herald. A Herald. Could he know where Elysian Wells is? Uh, we heard about a Herald. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So it says, Carcosa calls to me as it calls to them, and as it may call for you someday. If so, seek out Harold. He may guide you where I cannot until we are reunited. So yes, somebody named Harold might know the way. I'm I'm just hoping that that's not the guy you shot. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it was. He was just an old guy who's a janitor. We don't know who Harold is. He could be an old guy and a janitor. Well, doesn't matter. We burned it down. Yeah, right. But anyhow, this, this Harold probably knows where Elysian Wells is. Acadia probably knows too. Maybe. Yeah. Because I, I spent again some time looking at the maps. I, I, I can't find shit. Okay. And we didn't see Acadia at all. We didn't see anybody else. Just the janitor. He was just mopping the stage. Just the janitor. Just Harold the, the janitor. unnamed janitor. <laughs> What's on the marquee? Holy fuck, I want to know so bad. They tell me all your stories. All the little worries you cry. They tell me what the world needs. What to say, who to please. Where my loyalties should lie. Travel, the trials and the battles 